0: I'm Lisbon Versi, Agriculture Educator for UW Extension in Brown County, Wisconsin. Today we will begin a new podcast series about heat stress and nutrition on the dairy farm. On the panel today is Randy Shaver, Dairy Nutrition Specialist and Professor for UW-Madison and UW Extension, Matt Lippert, Agriculture Agent for UW Extension in Wood County, and myself. In the previous heat stress series Mark Mayer told us that heat stress is the biggest profit robber on a dairy farm but not all dairy cattle are impacted by heat stress in the same way. Randy what are some high-risk groups on the dairy farm that we need to pay special attention to when it comes to managing heat stress and why?
1: Well Liz I would certainly list uh, first the baby calves uh, right from birth up through uh, the first couple months of life. Uh, transition cows, and these would be cows in the late dry period, uh, two two to three weeks prior to calving, and then the fresh cows in the first month of lactation, and then finally the highest-producing cows. So if there is a high group or a high string, certainly those cows would be the most impacted by heat stress. In terms of the reasons why, these are uh, animals that all have uh, a great uh, degree of stress. Uh, They have high growth requirements in terms of the baby calf. You have the stress of calving uh, on the transition cow and then you have the lactational demands of the fresh cow and the high producing cow. And this puts a lot of uh, stress on the immune system and so it makes uh, certainly the grouping of the cow's environment and also the uh, nutrition critically important. In terms of the high-producing cows, the biggest factor that we're dealing with is dry matter intakes. So in periods of of heat stress, it's more difficult to get cows to consume adequate amounts of dry matter, which contains the energy and protein and other nutrients that those cows need. And it really really creates a challenge and a need for more focused uh, feeding and management uh, during heat stress for those uh, three groups of, of livestock. Matt, could you add uh, some more on this topic?
2: Well, thank you, Randy. I I think uh, uh, you nailed the the groups that are most critical. If I I could think of any others to add. Uh, Certainly, we do have hospitals or or sick pens on farms. And if we have cows that are uh, fever or uh, currently suffering, uh, especially pneumonia, or have uh, been challenged with that maybe as a calf. Any animals that respiratorily are compromised uh, cows uh, like mastitis cows, metritis cows, uh, they're not going to deal well with heat either. And another group I can think of is uh, if we have uh, animals that uh, just our housing situations, uh, can't get the, uh, like, uh, protection from radiant heat, uh, don't have shade, uh, possibly animals that are um, outside or pastured or whatever, uh, these animals, uh, even though often those animals are not uh, the highest performing groups, uh, certainly can be stressed if uh, if our housing doesn't provide the ventilation and air movement and shading that the uh, other groups have. So Liz, did you have anything to add to uh, groups that are uh, affected by heat?
0: Yes, Matt, thanks. Um, just wanted to mention something about our dry cows. Um, because they're you know redeveloping their udder, Um, they're not producing and they're transitioning into a producing um, lactating cow, um, heat stress can negatively affect that udder development. And so when that happens, what we see is a decreased milk yield in the next lactation uh, because that udder hasn't been built back to its real full potential. And thank you again to our wonderful panel today.